Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Race Forward, God and Race Relations, a progressive and interactive conversation between three brothers with different ethnicities, with different perspectives, uh, but with one blood, one purpose, and one mission. Yo, my name is Karan Boston. I am the native black voice on this podcast, although I know that I am not smart enough to speak for all of black America, but I do carry the common sentiments of most and with me, we got my brother, Mal. Mal, give the people a little intro of yourself. Buenas noches. Buenas noches, everybody. My name is Mauricio Meneses. For those that can pronounce it and for those that can't, is Mal Meneses. That's what I go by. And as you said, I am not nearly smart enough to be the voice for all the Latino community, but I'm gladly represented it here with my two brothers and, and today my brother Ciron. So thank you for being here again, man, and taking the time to be here again. It's it's an honor that you let me be next to you doing this. Man, listen, y'all gotta know that Mal is being very humble when he say he's not smart enough. Mal's one of the smartest people you ever get to know, which is why I'm glad y'all are tuning in with us. Our brother Chuck is our third man in this thing, and he is away this evening, but he'll be back with us in no time. And I know last time we chatted, Chuck and I were talking about how this week we're going to uh, devote towards a discussion on wars and generals as we continued in the Celebrate Good Times series. However, such a pressing topic has hit us recently. And so we want to talk this week specifically on Latinos and the U.S. and the opportunity that comes with that. But first, uh, Mal, you got to help me, man. I got to ask, like <laughs> tacos, right? When we yeah. talk about that little tortilla <laughs> that you stick all that beef in, that cheese in, and the sour cream, am I saying it right? Is it tacos? Because that's all I know how to say. Listen, man, it's it's not tacos. It's tacos. tacos. Oh, so you got to... It's a deeper O in there somewhere that we missing. So is he in, 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 in Espanol... All vowels are short vowels, a, e, e, o, u. So we don't have the o's or the o's or you know any other other sounds. It's a, e, e, o, u. So tacos. Tacos. That's tacos. what I'm talking about. No, no, ah, tacos. Oh, tacos. There you go, baby. You ah, got it, man. <laughs> so see, yeah, you, yeah. You, you you cheated me right there. It's an i in there somewhere too. If you no, spell no, it no, in no, Spanish, no. <laughs> come on, now. Ta, ta, ta. <laughs> but you ta. said it right, man. You got it, taco. All right, all yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I could correct you in what is in the taco, all that description, but you know, we we could go deeper into that if you want to. <laughs> Look, man, I eat me some tacos, but you know, there not you like go. my boy yeah, Chuck could. They be putting it down. I wonder what there. Chuck is doing today. He's probably eating some tacos right now as we're speaking, and he's just you know chilling. Shoot. It's Tuesday <laughs> every week, uh, every day yeah. of the week for Chuck, man. Tuesday. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yo, man. let me Taco ask this. Wins. Yo, speaking of speaking of tacos, uh, are are you more of the corn flour kind of guy, the corn tortilla, or the flour? What's up with that? Okay, say it with me, tortilla. Oh, oh, thorn. <laughs> Uh, thor- like a like tortoise in the hair. <laughs> sure, tortilla. <laughs> tortilla. Is there you go. There you tortilla. Go. Yeah, that's right, man. Is, I, it, hey. is it flour? No, no, <laughs> no. no? Harina. 
Harina. Ah, got you. Harina. Harina. Uh, yeah, see, uh, uh, tortilla is a Spanish word. It's uh, mispronounced in English, but flour is a completely different. It's a translation. Harina. Harina. And that's uh, a hard one. I see. <laughs> yeah. I see. Well, what's I, I what's listen, your man, favorite, man? Uh, man, 100% corn tortillas. De maíz. 100%. We, we're born with those. You know, even Central America, Mexico, uh, some parts of South America, not everybody, but man, we are born with those corn tortillas, brother. Wow. Yeah. See, yeah, I, 100%. look, I'm, I'm not doing it right. I'm saying the word wrong and I'm eating the wrong piece of bread, man. I'm a flour kind of guy. Like, I got to have it. You know, I I don't know what it is, man. I'm a, I am just like bread. And so when it comes to like the corn feel, I don't really get the bread feel. I just need some flour in there, man. Well, so. It's flat bread with meat, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you're eating true. a sandwich. But but if, corn tortillas, that's where it's at, baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, and I and by that. the way, since you're talking about tacos, man. What is, what is up with putting lettuce in tacos and sour cream and all that? That is not... What you mean? The way you make a taco. No. no Y'all don't no, no, no. put lettuce in a taco? Oh, heck no. No, 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 no. The, the authentic taco, man. There, there's no there's no lettuce in, in a taco or sour oh, cream. Oh, snap. <laughs> See, I'm learning all kinds of stuff right now. Look, it's glad. I'm glad y'all tuned in today. We learning something. Look, I put lettuce on mine. I like to do some rice. I like to do some, some tomatoes. I mean, do you do any of that? Man, listen, I, I guess everybody has the right to put whatever they want on their food, you know, and especially when it comes to tacos. But I don't I don't do it. You can put gravy on a tortilla and still you can call it a taco because what makes a taco is the tortilla. Okay, it, it's not the stuff that you roll in it is it's actually the tortilla that makes the taco. Uh, wow. But if we want to have authentic taco, then you need to stay away from lettuce. You need to stay away from shredded cheese okay. because we, we use other kinds of cheese. Stay away from ground beef, sour cream, you know, and anything that is not chunky meat. That yeah. We like chunky meat, man. Or other parts of the animals. We have eye tacos, brain tacos, gut oh, tacos. Oh, chill out. Oh, chill yeah, out. Bro. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're we going to have Absolutely. to move on before you say something I ain't trying to hear. <laughs> man, uh, I, but, I like to, yeah, yeah, I love tacos, but I personally like to stick to the authentic. But, but if offered the alternative, I'd be okay. I won't say no to some ground beef mm. tacos from Moe's, you know, or something like wow. that. Yeah. Man, Mal, that's huge, bro. And I, we're going to transition here to a little bit more serious topic. But the words you just used there was very, very loud for me. Because as I think mm. about, and that word actually is alternative. Uh, because as I think about the uh, the brown experience in this country, um, as a black man raised in the South, I know a lot of us, you know, we didn't have the option whether we were going to have America as alternative or not. We were forced to be here. And then, of course, mm. you have some uh, Africans who moved from uh, Africa to America later mm. in life. Uh, but, man, alternative is a word that I think kind of describes, and this is just me being an ignorant black man in this moment, being um, is a word that describes what I think brown people pursue when they decide to mm -hmm. relocate their family to America. Would you, would you yeah. say that's true? Uh, absolutely, man. I, I, I think, I, and I'm going to speak for most Latinos and, and this is my heart and I could be wrong. There's one thing that I'm good at and that's what being wrong, but most Latinos living in the U S have come to the U S um, I believe not because they wanted to originally, but because they had to, you know, mm. they're either escaping, uh, uh, you know, a, a dangerous dead end road you know, they're escaping a difficult situation, difficult, difficult, difficult uh, political situation, uh, civil war, or, you know, so when you look at what 
that country, your own land that you love can offer to your family and, and, and the future just looks, you know, just dark or, or it just looks, you know, just not clear at all, then of course you're going to go for the alternative. Mm. And, and it, is, is, it is a known fact. Uh, America is a great country. And me as a Latino man, I am so thankful for America. You know, I've been here a number of years. I'm an American citizen myself. And, and I love America and everything. So thankful for everything that America has done for me. But I think I speak for most Latinos that if I had a choice and I could find, of course, I'm here for a calling, but um, and I wouldn't change it for anything. But if I could find, if for the basic Latino man could find what they find here in their own countries, I think they would still be back home. Mm. Wow, that's huge, man. Uh, I, and I think that is a testament to the you know advantages or the opportunity if you will, the privilege, for the lack of a better words, uh, that many Americans have that other people in other countries don't have. And so when we have mm. a person with a chance or with the opportunity that wants to pursue that, man, I'm like, I, I'm the kind of guy I'm like, man, shoot, like, give, give him a chance, you know, give him a chance to do that. Cool, bro. Man, if you want to see a grown Latino man cry, talk to them about their home country, about their hard food, you know, about their language, about their yeah. land, about their family. A lot of men, a lot of men have come here without their family. You know, they've left yeah. wife and kids back. A lot of women, brave mm -hmm. women, have left their families behind their kids with mom or grandma or, or an aunt. And man, they're here trying to to make a little money yeah. to send back home, you know. So it's it's just yeah. a hard situation, and, and 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 that's not fair to speak for for all Latinos because, like you said, a lot of the other Latinos, the second generation mostly, man, uh, they have also been forced. And I don't want to say the force is a, a strong word, but they didn't know, they didn't have a choice to come. They were just brought and, and brought here, and some of the mm -hmm. families that brought their little kids. You know, and, and you have, man, I, I was looking at a, an article, um, it, it, I think it was published by the Center for American Progress, and man, there's over, there's close to 900,000 Latinos that fall under the DACA uh, agreement, and you know, th these are right. kids that were brought in here when, when they were little, you know? Yeah, the dreamers, right? Right, that, right, yeah. right, right. So, man, when you talk about them specifically, bro, you, you, you strike a match for me because you know, I just recently had my house painted uh, mm. for for many days. Right. I was looking online, looking through newspapers, trying to figure out who's going to paint my house. Right. And who's mm. not going to charge mm. me an arm and a leg to do something uh, that shouldn't cost that much. Right. And so I'm not looking for a way out. I'm looking for professional work. Um, but I'm also looking to not be taken advantage of. So there's that thing right there. And so what I was surprised, you know, I, I found online a company to hire. I met a guy uh, who did a great job. Um, but when he arrived, uh, I was talking to a, a you know older white guy. But when he arrived and said, yeah, my crew's going to come out to paint. I was mm -hmm. so surprised by how many different brown men there were mm. like there was no one else on my premises <laughs> that was not of color like at that point it was me my wife and a guy from el salvador a guy from mexico and yeah. i think another guy from like colombia uh, okay. but i saw the amount of just joy and willingness to get it done and 
And that really, to me, kind of made me really sit back and question like, man, Americans are out here complaining about people stealing jobs and things of that nature. But these guys are in a position right now where they have been sought after, are doing mm. amazing work. And at the same time, when I got a chance to talk to them, they talked mm. about their family in their home countries yeah, and why they were absolutely. doing what they're doing. And so, mm -hmm. Mal, man, when I was talking to them, I had a lot of joy, but I realized that there were some challenges that True. came with, came for them being, you know, men of Latino faces in America. Um, so get, give me some insight. Give us some insight, man. What are some challenges that hardworking Latinos face? Bro, listen, I, uh, thank you for that. I, I, I know a lot, a lot of hardworking white men. I know a lot of hardworking black men. And by saying this about Latinos, I'm not, I'm not automatically saying that everybody else who's not Latino is not hardworking. But Latinos that are here, most of them, because, you know, we, sadly, we, almost, we, we also have bad people that are lazy and are just, you know, living off the system, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of those, for most of the Latinos that are here to work, man, they're here to make money they're here to send money to their families but some men but even if they're hard workers you you can't wear that in your face you can't wear that in your body you can't wear a hat that says i'm hard working don't pull me over mm. especially when you're driving a white van with ladders up on top or yeah. if you work you know you, you're driving a white uh, landscaping truck and there's a bunch of you in 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 and and those you know green fluorescent shirts, man. That is ISIS dream, you know that, that you're gonna get pulled over, bro. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and listen, and, and that whole idea of being thrown in the mix and assuming that all of us are crooks and drug traffickers and rapists, or or you know or doing something wrong, man. Mm -hmm. That that's just awful. And and they face that challenge on a daily basis. Bro, wow. getting up early in the morning to go to work is, it, you know, it, it's scary for a lot wow. of these people. And, and leaving work to go back home to their families is scary. Now, I'm not condoning, you know, I, the law is the law. And I get that. But for some of these people, a lot of these people that are here trying to make it, you know, mm -hmm. I, there's got to be an opportunity. You know, there's got to be a way in which we could help. You know, and, and, and for yeah. all those that were born here, I mean, or were brought here, when they were little, just because they looked like me. By the way, I'm so proud to be brown, bro. I, I can't tell you enough. But they look like me, and maybe they're out driving their car, and they're treated different just because they look different. They look brown. Mm. Their first language is English. They've lived here all their lives. This is home for them. Going elsewhere in, in the world would not be the same. Sending them back to Mexico, Central America, El Salvador, Honduras, whatever. Man, they'd be lost. They yeah. would be lost. But so these are some of the challenges that even the younger, you know, generation faces because they look different and, and are just all thrown in the same pot and treated the same way. Mm -hmm. Man, you really connected a dot for me just then when you were talking about how it's scary for some of them just to go to work. Like, of course, we've been talking all a, a few weeks now about what it's like to be, you know, black in America in, in many mm. of those fears like that you just mentioned are so uh, close in comparison, man. I know um, some young brothers that I just mm. talked to today were talking about how they are afraid to get pulled over. I mean, these are high school students who are mm. literally going to and from school or going to their job making minimum wage. And because of the heightened things going on in the media, like 
they are afraid to be profiled and have their opportunities stripped away from them. Because there is something exactly. to say uh, for the you know black and brown people in America. There is something mm. to say about the amount of strikes you get before you're striked out. Oh, bro, I, absolutely. See, with the, very something very short. Suc- color, color of skin should have nothing to do with success. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It should have nothing to do. And, and you, you nailed it on the head. I mean, it, a, a lot of these brown workers, and I'm not even referring to whoever painted your house, just in general, you know, because you're brown, because in some cases they're undocumented. Of course, you know, a lot of times they get hired because they'll pay them half of what they would pay, you know, a, a white person or somebody from here who is documented. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it just from the very human aspect of things, you know, just mm-hmm. fairness. And, and again, color of skin should have nothing to do with success, but it does. Yeah. But it does for a lot of my Latino brothers, man, they they have to start from the very bottom and work their butts off three yeah. jobs a day to, you know, barely make it. Dude, I even see that even when they try to do it in the route of education, that there's mm. still always an opportunity for that to be robbed away from them. For example, no one's talking about right now the fact that, you know, when students come over here to play sports from other countries and they get, you know, uh, they get a visa or a green card to be here, to be a student, to uh, excel in their academics and then also in their athletics. No one right now is talking about the fact that due to COVID-19, when these athletes can't compete, they can't stick around. Like they have to now either go yeah. back or they have to now, like you said, be in fear of ISIS or things of that nature yeah. that would suggest that, look, because... I, I hate to say it because because of this COVID situation, because, mm. you know, you aren't an active student right now. Yeah. You're you have to go back. And I, and I, and I don't know. Some things yeah. like that, that, that some Dude, things just, like that really challenge me. See, to speak to that, um, a lot of people that are that are here and and, and I want to be fair. You know, I, I, I want to be fair in, in what I say. Um there are, like I said earlier, there are some people that, that are not here doing their best. There are people mm-hmm. here that come from Latin America, Central America, North America, Mexico, you know, that, that are probably not doing their best. And, and, and I, I recognize that. Hey, you mm-hmm. know what? If, if they're doing that, then put them in jail. You know, just throw them in jail. It, it's fair. The, the, the law is the law and justice is justice. Mm-hmm. But for those that are doing something that is helping society, those that have been paying yeah. taxes, see, it doesn't make sense to me that they allow them to pay taxes, but they won't give them papers. You know, hey, yeah. we'll take your money. That's cool because you're making money. So pay taxes. That's all good. But yes. we can't give you papers. So for those that can prove that have had a, you know, a white record, <laughs> a, you know, a clean record, mm-hmm. uh, for those of that, that have had an you know, that have been working, that can prove that have been here doing something good for society, for the American government, for the American society. Try them out. Give them mm. a permit to work here for a year. You know, yeah. for those that aren't doing that, then, you know, throw them out. For those yeah. students that, that can be here because they're playing sports or, or for those that have academic scholarships, but school is not in session, then they have to send them back. Give them an opportunity, you know? Yeah. Now, you're saying some great things that I think could help on uh, a state level or on by in a lawmakers conversation, but here's the reality, Mal. There's close to a million Hispanics or Latinos in Georgia yep. Yep. alone. And whether mm-hmm. the, whether we like it or not, 
they're here. And so how can we as Christians, and we're talking about God and race relations, how can we as Christians help in this situation? Well, I, I think that it's it's all about giving and it's all about embracing and loving. Uh, uh, but I would start with giving different people, and, and I want to speak for brown people, black people, give different people an opportunity and don't assume the worst before getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. Don't read me because of the color of my skin. You know, give me an opportunity to be. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't just judge me by the way I look. Give me a chance to be who I am and prove myself, which I don't yeah. need to, but you have an opportunity to do that with people that look different than you, you know? And, and I'm talking, when I say you, I mean everybody who's listening. And, right. and although different in appearance, man, a lot of the people here are pursuing the same hopes and dreams than most white people and most black people are, are, are doing, you know? And just like yeah. anyone else, just like everybody wants to get ahead, everybody wants to make a little extra money, everybody wants to have a good future for their kids, everybody wants to retire, you know, with some dignity. And another thing that people could do is acknowledge talent and reward mm, it correctly. That's huge. You know? Yeah, for a lot of people. And then again, we're not all landscapers, we're not all, you know, which is, hey, they're all great professions, don't get me wrong. But yeah. we also have doctors. We also have lawyers. You know, one of uh, our, our best friends in, in a church. I mean, he's he's a judge in the mm-hmm. Sewanee court system. You know, come on. You know, there are a lot sure. of people. You know, that can do more than than what you expect them to do. You know, they'll start at the bottom, but believe me, if you give them a chance, they're going to work their way to the top. That's true, man. Y'all have a ton to offer, and I know that's been a push for African Americans as well is for us to just not be seen as someone who can dribble a ball or someone who can dance very well, but somebody who is intellectual as well, somebody Mm -hmm. who can bring value to an organization. And so when you say that, man, I definitely know uh, that the the black uh, America hears that and hears that well. Man, I want to challenge y'all with this as we get ready to bring this night to a close. Uh, When we as believers put ourselves in, in in the middle of people, right? We find ourselves able to empathize with them. And the reason being is because proximity breeds that empathy. And so mm-hmm. as a believer in Christ, challenge yourself with this question, what would you do if you were in the shoes of a brown person in America? Would that mm-hmm. opportunity uh, to pursue that alternative be something that you would want for you and for your family? And if so, how would you want the rest of America, a nation in which is supposed to be a melting pot, how would you want the rest of America to respond to you? Hey, Mm. y'all, we love y'all so much. We're going to be back again next week, uh, and we're going to actually talk about wars and generals and finish off our Celebrate Good Times series. This has been a phenomenal chat with (laughs) Miles. And yeah. uh, y'all, I hope you learned a lot, and especially how to say tacos. All tacos. Right? Hey, one more thing. This is my challenge. If you see in your own home, your landscaper, your your gardener doing cutting out, you know, the grass and doing something out, sweating in this heat, the one thing you can do to get started is just bring out a cold, cold glass of water. Start there. Start up a conversation. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, look, we'll be back with another episode of Race for God and Race Relations next week. Till then, as Chuck would say, go in peace.